Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. This is a happy Monday for us. Happy uh, Monday. Uh, exciting uh, times. We, uh, uh, Linda and I, and, and actually our daughter, Michelle, we went up uh, to Beaver Creek, uh, which is in the mountains in Colorado, uh, for several days uh, and had a wonderful Really, just a beautiful time. The weather was was cool. I was able to uh, ride my. I'm a road base, a road race biker. So, oh, nice! Uh, so I could ride uh, up there uh, in the mountains and uh, did that every day. Uh, and so, oh, uh, good for you! Uh, did really well. Linda and I. There's. Um, that's in, not easy, by the way. Riding no, up in the mountains. That's no, that's pretty impressive. No, it's, uh, <laughs> Um, I have a great, I have a great road bike. So it's uh, you can, I could pick up the road bike with my finger. Oh wow! Uh, it's a, it's a super light uh, graphite mm -hmm. bike uh, that allows you to go pretty, really fast. So uh, nice. I, I enjoy doing that. Um, but uh, up in Beaver Creek, uh, there's a kind of a center uh, section where uh, they, they bought all these beautiful, uh, uh, basically padded benches. And, and a mm -hmm. swing. Linda likes a swing, so oh, uh, they yes. have it on a swing. So we would go down there every day after biking, and uh, we we do our devotions there. Uh, oh, nice! And got time in the Word and share, and we we had time with Michelle as well, and you know processing uh, uh, things. You know, a little bit like uh, April and Ned shared uh, last week of uh, you know just what do we know? What do we have to go mm -hmm. pursue? What are we asking God to show us uh, signs and information? Right. Truth? Well, and Michelle, Michelle partners with you in your business right now. Right. So that's a big that's right. deal yeah. to have that time apart um, processing with God on that stuff. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, we did. We, when we processed uh, lots of things and uh, we had cool things happen uh, while we were there. So uh, it's always, it's always wonderful to uh, to see God at work, and we got we got to see God at work in our personal life and in our in our business mm. life. And uh, oh, that's beautiful. That's fun. Um, and I know for you, um, you shared your story about going down to your dad's estate and getting his house. You and you and Dan had to uh, work uh, to get the house cleaned up, and neighbors came and right uh, uh, helped Such you. Such a blessing. And, and you were you know giving it away. But uh, I think you have some new news on that. What uh, what happened? Yes. So while you were on your trip, actually, um, we got it. We got a bidding war going on for the house. And uh, that was an exciting thing for sure, because, again, older home and in, you know, an area that is um, very it would be a very specific buyer for sure. And sure enough, God brought actually um, multiple people through the house with lots of interest. And there were two bids in particular that we were working with. And, um, the one was, we prayed about it, just really felt like God was saying, this is, this is who I want you to really work with. And, uh, so we have a buyer coming in with two children, um, who has plans to, he's already had a contractor come in the house and look at what he would do, has plans to do some renovations to it. And, um, just really, 
amazing. And even as this played out, I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but we actually left um, some of dad's finer furnishings in the house to stage the house for it being sold, knowing that we were going to have to come back and have an estate auction (laughs) and then find a way to get back down there again to get rid of the items and everything else. Long story short, um, this family actually would like to buy the furnishings from us as well. Oh, wow. And so just blessing from all around in terms of how this is going to play out. So if all goes as planned, it'll close October 8th. So, you know, they've got some, you know, things to, to jump through appraisals and inspections and all of that sort of thing. But, um, but it looks like there is a buyer significantly more than what my dad had thought we would get for it. Um, obviously not knowing how the market had shifted. And so that's a blessing. And, um, and one of the things God led him to do was actually just from that biblical standpoint of things going to the grandkids, the proceeds from the house will divide among his eight grandchildren. Oh, nice! And so super, it's just going to be a sweet blessing for each of them. So, excited to see how uh, it plays out that's uh, that's a great uh again god bearing witness to uh you know what he's showing you and promising you and uh, and uh, fulfilling you know mm-hmm. uh, and going back to uh even more so of you know hey hey daughter uh, I know you were struggling going, but <laughs> <laughs> right uh, now, now you get now you get to see the fruit of it as he yes. as he worked it through that, you know. So uh, absolutely, that's uh, that's beautiful. Um, we're, we'll be praying that it closes and uh, and gets gets done. Um, we're excited about that. Um, and as yeah, absolutely. we as we've talked about, uh, uh, been talking about God's will uh, and understanding. You know a little bit of what you kind of expressed is it's always surrender mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah and God, and God you know the beautiful thing about the about the father is that he knows because uh, it's written by Paul that we struggle mm-hmm. with surrender um, absolutely and see it's not interesting enough uh, Paul and this is in Romans uh, 6 7 and 8 particularly in verse in chapter 7 he says Everybody knows, you know, my heart uh, as following God. And, and he actually, and many, you can go back and look in many of the books that he wrote. Uh, he says, um, uh, you know, written basically by a servant of God. Mm-hmm. He, he describes himself as a servant as of a God. As a bond servant As a bond God, servant yeah. of God, doulos of God. And yep. uh, uh, so his heart was always there. Uh, and he says... Um, everybody knows my heart um, and I'm letting you know that because of the nature and what's called the sin nature, the flesh, the carnal, uh, the self, which Paul describes, uh, and he uses the word mostly flesh, mm-hmm. um, which is self. He says, <laughs> the things that I want to do, I can't do. Right. And the things that I'd like to stop doing, I do. Um uh, and basically saying, my heart is to surrender. He said, there's, mm-hmm. it's not a problem of even that, but he said, there's a, there's a law operating within me. And that is my default is automatically to go to self. Uh, right. And that I can't conquer that per se, uh, because it's operational in every single person that lives on earth 
and those that are believers still have that issue. Uh, right. Is that my flesh uh, tends to operate uh, all by itself, so to speak. And uh, he said the remedy, because uh, he says in, in uh, John, uh, excuse me, in Romans 724, um, who could save me from this awful situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he said, thank goodness it's Jesus Christ. And then he goes into uh, Romans uh, 8 to describe it, that you're not obligated to live this way. It should be normal uh, to surrender uh, and be led by the Holy Spirit. And that the way to do that is you have to daily put to death the flesh. Right. Uh, so their flesh doesn't get any better. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not like, well, I'm progressing and I'm getting better at this following the, the Lord and I'm experiencing transformation and I'm overcoming an addiction or like, like you experienced, you overcame that struggle of, you know, I'm resisting uh, your call to me to go do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and by surrendering even that, God worked you through that. Um, right. But it didn't mean that in a sense, well, now I've conquered the self, no. Uh, you today have to do the same thing, put to death, right. put to death uh, the flesh, uh, so that we then can can uh, move on. Which is, um, it really couldn't be said any clearer. And that is, your self will must be put to death, mm-hmm. so that um, when Jesus, we talked last time about Jesus, uh, Gethsemane, Gethsemane, um, he struggled with his own will, right. I, I am not embracing going to my death. I'm not embracing that. I'm struggling with it. Could you do something different? And the father, of course, said no. And he, he went in three times and, and finally conquered uh, that I'm surrendered. My will now surrendered to you. And he didn't have to battle with that anymore. And then uh, he finalizes that by going to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Paul says... We have to go through the same thing. We have to um, deny self, get to the end of Gethsemane. I really actually am now in my heart surrendering to the will of God. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting death self so that I can be led by the Holy Spirit uh, and enjoy it. So uh, Jesus actually uh, uh, spoke about this. Um, And if you go to John uh, 4.34, um, uh, he actually makes a statement about uh, his heart about about the surrender. So if you would read John uh, 4.34. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Yeah, and then read 6.38. 6.38. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. Yeah, so that... Um, as he's describing it, he says, I've come to do the will of the Father. Um, and we got to understand this is not a, a uh, kind of a, what I call a grand gesture of, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, I know that I've come to go to the cross. I understand that. Um, I'll do my best in my three years here. Um, uh, and then I'll go to the cross. 
No, mm -hmm. his will, God's will, was, was done every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, he, he says it in John uh, 8, uh, 28 to 30, he says, I only did what the Father spoke. Right. He did nothing else. So it wasn't a grand will, because um, a lot of people say, well, I'm trying to get the big picture. You know, what mm -hmm. is God's will for me? Okay, I'm supposed to be in this business, or I'm supposed to be in this ministry, or I'm supposed to do this. Okay, uh, got it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. Mm -hmm. And no, Jesus said, no, my will uh, is every single day. Uh, do you have a heart to surrender your will and be in the same spot as Jesus was as he followed the Father? And that's why he told his disciples it's beneficial for you to leave, for me to leave. Because mm -hmm. I'm going to put my Holy Spirit within you, and now you'll have all the time the ability to follow my will. Because uh, I'll, and I'll communi communicate that to you. So that's what uh, he promises us. Uh, and it gives us uh, a pretty good uh, understanding of the why for this. Uh, go to Matthew 16. Uh, and read verses 13 through uh, 27. Uh, Matthew 16, okay. 13 through 27. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, Peter, and I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Okay. Then keep, Jesus, keep going. Yep. Okay. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the son of man is going to come with angels in the glory of his father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the son of man coming in his kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. How, what a beautiful story. So um, he's with his disciples uh, and says, well, who do they say I am? Uh, mm -hmm. Jeremiah, Elijah, John the Baptist. Um, and then he turns to him and says, well, who do you say I am? Uh, and Peter mm -hmm. said, well, you're the, the Messiah, the Christ, the son of the living God. Mm -hmm. um, and Jesus says, you got that. Um, right. Uh, 
he said, now, by the way, uh, this, was, this has been revealed to you by the Father. Right. So he said, you're beginning to understand uh, revelation and what I'm trying to communicate to you uh, because you now have put, put together in your soul a truth. And that's been right. given to you by the, by the Spirit. Uh, and you got it. Uh, he said, upon this, uh, I'm going to build my church uh, mm -hmm. on this rock. And he's not talking about Peter uh, as an individual. He's talking about the, uh, the process of revelation. Right. That um, uh, as you receive revelation, uh, you'll have power to join uh, the work of God, which is to bind and loose. And binding mm -hmm. is tying up the enemy, the work of the enemy. Uh, so I, I kind of bind that off and make it uh, basically of no power. Mm -hmm. um, and then loosing uh, into freedom and into the, the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit uh, that is coming into your situation through that, through that revelation. Uh, and he says, you know, well done. Um, mm. um, and then he said, hey, by the way, <laughs> um, I am going to go to my death. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to go to my death, but I will be raised again. Okay, now upon hearing that, <laughs> what does Peter say? He doesn't want that to happen. No. Right? Yeah, he says, <laughs> he like, says far be it for me, Lord. He Yo. says, I'll never let that happen to you. Yeah. Uh, at all. Um, okay, Jesus responds, get behind me, Satan. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, well, think about in the, in the, in the, uh, from, you know, basically in 20 minutes, he went from being a, a holy uh, a man of God who got revelation right. I'll from build the Father, my church and on I'm going to build my church upon this, <laughs> to now, uh, now get behind me, Satan. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, now, if we ask Peter, um, based upon what you've just decided to do or think, um, what would he say? What would Peter have said about that? About his, his perspective of, I'm not going to let this happen to Jesus. What would Peter say? Oh, that that would be his, you know, that would be his, his, what he wanted to protect. He was, his role was to be there for Jesus, to yeah. be his disciple, to stand beside him. And I'm not going to let this happen to you. I'm Absolutely. your defender, you know? Right. So he, he, um, he would say, um, based upon what I just heard, I'm going to act a certain way. And mm -hmm. aren't I being holy? Aren't I being mm -hmm. righteous? Um, I'm going to assist the work of God. Mm -hmm. uh, of what based on what I think. Well, what Jesus says, actually, you've just drifted into uh, the satanic. Mm. Um, okay, now again, a really simple reason why. Uh, he says, because you don't have the things of, man, of God, but the things of man. In other mm. words, you've drifted right back to the flesh. Right. Because you decided I'm going to. So what he's trying to say to, to, to Peter, uh, you've made a mistake here. Mm -hmm. What mistake did Peter make? 
he didn't then continue to ask God, okay, you've spoken this identity, this purpose, this assignment, you know, what's next? Right. How do you want me to do it? Instead, when this, when Jesus spoke this, instead of asking him more about that, he took it upon himself. Well, this must be how I'm supposed to handle it based on what was spoken previously. Yeah, uh, and so what he's trying to say here is um, it's, it's critical that it's not based on your perception mm-hmm. of what good idea you just had. Right. Because Peter would say, look it, I'm protecting Jesus. Um, aren't, aren't Which I, on the surface looks like a great idea. Looks like a yeah. great idea. He said, well, the mistake you're making is you didn't, you didn't ask me mm-hmm. to pursue further what I just said to you. So mm-hmm. that upon Jesus saying, hey, by the way, what he wanted Peter to do was to say, well, this is, this is really hard for me mm-hmm. uh, to receive what you just said. Could you please explain further uh, what you're talking about and where do you want, how do you want us to process that? Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting enough, by the way, um, uh, they never actually did that. So um, as evidenced by, uh, Remember, Jesus told Peter before uh, tonight when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. Tonight, the rooster's going to crow three times, and and you're going to deny me. Right. And Peter says, "What? I'll never deny you." Yeah, I'll never do it. <laughs> um, Bless his heart. <laughs> uh, and uh, he did, and because of their action and reaction, interesting enough. Uh, none of the disciples went with Jesus to the crucifixion except John. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that by that time they had so been discouraged about right. their view of Messiah, that he was going to be a kingly uh, 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 governor on earth, that they basically now uh, had lost hope. Mm-hmm. And they actually never pursued this question with him. Could you help us? That's really, really interesting when you think about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, could you help me understand so I can embrace mm-hmm. what where you're headed with this, what you're going to do, and what this means? And their discussion, by the way, would have been around the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. uh, about the spiritual kingdom of God, and that the enemy's kingdom is still going to function, as we've talked about, uh, which is still creating chaos in the world. Uh, and I'm not going to remove that, but I'm going to have you operate in my kingdom. And you can operate in my kingdom because I'm going to go to my death and, and go to my resurrection. It's uh, interesting because you can see how real the struggle would be, though, because you think about, you know, things that we face when we ask God for his wisdom. And then we hear what he's going to say. And, and we often don't go far enough with the questions and we hijack and kind of go with our own ideas and that sort of thing. And they had Jesus right there to ask. We have the Holy Spirit right here. And so what I I see as you describe that is the power of the flesh and culture and the grip it has on our minds and our hearts that we don't even recognize. Right. Because that really, it's it's that grip of, of culture and flesh and self that is holding on so tight that really keeps them from asking the questions. Yeah. They don't even realize there's something they haven't asked. Yeah, and by, and, and and by and definition, and by definition um, he says, when you drift back to the flesh, 
mm-hmm. regardless of, of your own perception of how good a, good a thought this is. He says, actually, now you're following who? The enemy. You're yeah, following you're Satan. Follow, you're following Satan. Uh, yeah. Because you've, you've gone back to the world, and now you're moving away from my, my path, my will. This is why, mm-hmm. why God's will is so critical. Um, and it all is about, are you surrendered mm-hmm. to actually have a heart to hear on everything? See, right. it's not the big things, it's not a few things, it's everything. Particularly when you're a little bit fuzzy mm-hmm. about, well, what is it you're doing? And what is it that you uh, are trying to show me? And um, could you please explain more to me? And he says, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, uh, in verse 24, he says, if you want to follow me. So that's <laughs> that's kind of an interesting uh, if. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, do you even care about following me at all? Right. And see, a lot of believers, interesting enough, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nah, not really. Now think about... Uh, uh, that answer to that question, which is no, not really. What would be some of the reasons for that? Do you think people basically say, as a believer, eh, not really? Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think well, that is? Well, sometimes it's it's a it's a struggle to believe. Sometimes it's a struggle to trust, and sometimes it truly is a struggle of the will of not believe. Well, again, that's believing and trust, but coming back to believing that God's will is best yeah. we tend to struggle with but it may not be what I have in my mind that I want it to look like yeah. so I, I want to do it my way yeah yeah the, the two it's things a control the, the issue two, the two biggest things are what you're saying there is that um, uh, I haven't really experienced really really good stuff so if, if he's supposed to be in control and I'm not experiencing mm-hmm. it, does it really matter? And I drift into what's called Christian fatalism. Whatever mm-hmm. happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess God's will isn't really that good. And, right. I, and I'll just try to figure it out myself. And then the second thing is, is that I don't really believe that God could communicate his will to me. Isn't it mm-hmm. up to me? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna try to read the Bible. Uh, go to church, listen to what people say, and do my best um, at the work. And remember, Paul says, when you approach it that way, he said you're going to fail. Right. And by the way, as you fail, it actually causes you to go deeper and deeper into stop trying. You know, why even, right. why even bother? That's why a lot of people don't read the Word of God. It's like, yeah. it all it does is make me understand more that I can't do. <laughs> so. Well, and that comes back. I think um, last week maybe I shared uh, how in that sermon on Sunday that uh, just at the tail end, um, Melissa, who was preaching, had, had shared that she knew the Holy Spirit was prompting her to press into this phrase that she had used over and over. I'll do, I did my best. Did I share about that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think I did, yeah. Um, and immediately God prompted in my heart to write down 2 Corinthians 3, 5, and 6. So in my sermon notes, the thing I paid attention to most was her phrase saying, I did my best. And God spoke 2 Corinthians 3, 5, and 6. And then I wrote immediately, it's about surrender, not performance or right. perfection. Right. 
but that second Corinthians three, five, and six is exactly what you're saying. And that's not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And that's exactly what you're talking about is, is that verse right there, you know, the power of the Holy spirit to accomplish things within us versus when we're trying to do things ourselves for performance or perfection and just trying to be good or whatever, you know? Right. And then Jesus goes on and says, so if you want to follow me, so that's a decision Mm -hmm. you really have to make first, uh, then deny self, Mm -hmm. go through Gethsemane, surrender your will, go to neutrality. I really, I really actually now am in a place where I can receive your will. Take up the cross. Uh, it says there, take up your cross, but the Greek there is take up the cross mm-hmm. uh, and stand on what I've done, which is put to death the self. Right. Uh, you're baptized with me. You're raised with me. And we've overcome the power of the enemy. And now you have the authority of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. to operate in while you're operating in this wicked world that isn't going to go away. So in the world, mm-hmm. you're going to have trouble. But now, as you're following me, I've overcome that trouble, and I'm going to resolve that trouble. I'm going to give you answers. I'm going to uh, move you to covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Uh, trust me. And then he mm-hmm. says, follow me. Uh, and that's where the key is, is as you surrendered your will, as you're following him, what are you doing? I'm, I'm interested in receiving your will. Right. Uh, and you will guide me and you'll direct me. And, uh, you know, Ned, Ned and April last week talked uh, really beautifully about uh, asking questions. What do we know? Uh, mm-hmm. How do we ask, seek, and knock, which we'll, which we'll get to, which is a big question for people of um, how do we process that so that we don't kid ourselves into a false sense of peace Uh, right because that's a big question as well because we said we talk about peace and confirmation and uh, the holy spirit and people can say well i've had a lot of times where i've convinced myself i'm at peace and it wasn't god's will um how does that Mm. work you know and we'll and we'll get into that uh but the key is oh that'll be good the key is how do we follow uh, as we now process his will, which starts with Jesus speaking, where well, you got to surrender your will. Mm-hmm. You got to put yourself to death and stand on all that I've done and now get into the uh, really the time of our life should be following. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in the resurrection and he's saying, I'm here to give you, grant you this fantastic life. I'm going to speak some things like he did to Peter that don't make sense to you. Mm-hmm. I want you to pursue that. Don't decide on your own what to do with it because you're going to then walk away from my will. So surrender, you know, is really critical. Uh, and let's go further with this. And uh, uh, we, we uh, find out in Acts that uh, uh, Luke wrote about uh, David uh, and, and, and God's will. So read, uh, this is a cool story because it's... <laughs> Acts 13, 16 to 23, it's the the shortest history of Israel ever written. (laughs) It gives the entire history of Israel in a few verses. So read it, and then we'll we'll see something interesting about it. Uh, Acts 13, 16 to 23. 
So Paul stood up and motioning with his hand said, men of Israel and you who fear God, listen, the God of this people, Israel chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with uplifted arm, he led them out of it. And for 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. And after that, he gave them judges until Samuel, the prophet. Then they asked him for a king and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do all my will of this man's offspring. God has brought to Israel a savior, Jesus, as he promised. Yeah. So, um, he describes the history of Israel, mm -hmm. uh, and then he makes a statement. Out of all that, I'd like to highlight one guy, David. Mm. Now you yeah. could you could imagine, you know, with the history of Israel, you know, uh, Abraham, there were a lot of great people that Abraham, could have been highlighted. Moses, you know, all the prophets. <laughs> uh, he highlights David, mm -hmm. and he makes a statement about David. Uh, what right. does he say about David? That he's that trying he's to hide man after that he's a man after his own heart his own he heart. desires to do his will and how much yeah. of his will all of it all of it yeah all of uh, it he has a heart seated to do all of his will so that um he's describing the significance that mm -hmm. um as you look at your life uh this is a question you know that, that we need to answer uh mm -hmm. is could god say of us you delight at your mm -hmm. you're a person after a man or woman after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. And then I, I am willing and desiring to do all of God's will. Right. He said, you know, could, could God speak that of you? Because that's what David was known for. And then David himself actually wrote about this of how he'd like to be known. Go to Psalm 40, uh, verses 6 through 8. Psalm 40, verses 6 through 8. In sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering, you have not required. Then I said, behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is written within my heart. Okay. So when he says, um, sacrifice and offering, you did not require. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, now, now take that per se. Mm -hmm. David, you know, he's, he's, remember, he's a uh, king, he's writing in Israel, he's writing with Old Testament uh, uh, clarity. Um, what was required by God regarding uh, offerings and sacrifices? Well, they were supposed to do it. Right. Uh, so he's not denying and saying, well, that doesn't matter. He's saying something different. He's saying, he's saying something further. He said, as we are doing that, making offering, making sacrifices, mm -hmm. he says, what you really look at is what? What does he the say? Heart. The heart. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, think about the heart. What choice? And by the way, the heart uh, refers to the soul. Mm -hmm. So it's the essence of who you are, your personality, your intellect, your emotion, the seat of your will, your choices. Uh, 
he says what God says what that I'm I'm looking at a very 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 pure uh, a place of your soul and that is mm -hmm. as you are following me in which David did he David did he he sacrificed mm -hmm. and he made offering but he said I understand something deeper than that what you really cared about was my heart right and my heart to do what to seek your will right. Um, and by the way, he says, not only seek it, he uses the word delight. Mm -hmm. Okay, now think about that. Why would we delight to do God's will? Well, we'd have to truly trust that it's best and none better okay. and be, be excited to step into what it is that he's inviting us to. Okay, so if you delight in something, um, you said uh, that you and your family, uh, when you bought your house, uh, mm -hmm. you know, put a pool in. Right. Uh, and you said, to, still to today, you delight in going out there as a family. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, okay. Why? It brings joy. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have fun yeah. <laughs> together and it brings others joy. Yeah. 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 So, so the word delight, see, um, is intended to reflect the whole uh, opportunity to walk with God mm -hmm. that it, it, it turns into, it reflects a fantastic place, mm -hmm. which is why you would delight. See, if we, if we do it out of duty, okay, all right, mm -hmm. I'll do his will. I really don't want to do his will. Um, I think it's not going to be good. I know, <laughs> and I hear this all the time. Mm -hmm. God's going to ask me to do something I don't want to do right? Uh, to prove right. out my will. And, you know, I don't, okay. You know, and it's, it's kind of like you're, you're being dragged into it. Mm -hmm. and, and David said, no, um, I delighted to do his will because why his will is best and none better. Yeah. It's over the top and good, fantastic things happen uh, in my life. Just like you described of, uh, even the struggle of, well, I got this task uh, mm -hmm. to go down to your dad's estate, get all that straightened out. And I'm not really excited about that. And he, and he said, well, let me, let me deal with your heart, mm -hmm. get you excited about it, back to, hey, my will is best and I'm better. And honey, I'm telling you to do this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you're just describing what, you know, now you've got it sold. Um, right. And that delights you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and by and the, the way, whole process, he actually provided yeah. delight, even in the hardship of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're delighted over the fact that you're, you're all the grandkids are going to mm -hmm. have a, a, a economic benefit from that. Right. And that, right. and that delights you. So you look at his will and you say, now um, I delight in that. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. When he asks you to do the next thing, it's gonna it's gonna uh, put you in a spot. Well, well, I'm gonna delight doing this too. Mm -hmm. What would be the reason? Because you know you trust him with the result because you've seen him at work. You've yeah. seen how it plays out. Yeah, yeah. and this is see this is the big um, issue uh, that people have uh, following God's will backwards. Mm -hmm. They think God is is saying. I'm going to ask you to do my will of things that are absolutely not going to produce anything wonderful for you. 
but hey, right. at least you did my will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, no, um, if you follow my will, I, God speaking, am going to deliver to you the covenant. I am going to bless you to make you a blessing. I mm-hmm. will resolve the issues you got, the questions you have, uh, the difficulty you have, the adversity you have. I'm going to provide a fantastic answer for that. Um, Mm -hmm. And the more that we experience that, uh, the more delightful we will become to say, yeah, I delight, I can can delight in God's will. And so David said, I want it written in the book of life. Mm -hmm. Of all the things that I do, all the things that I've accomplished, you know, uh, overcame Goliath, you know, became mm-hmm. became king. Uh, uh, you know, had had many uh, battles that were won. Uh, of all those things, the one thing I'd like to have written about me is I delighted to do God's will. Isn't that amazing? That's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful. I mean, if that could be said of all of us, yes, you know, yeah. So that uh, when I when I read that verse uh, and meditated on it. I really went into a deep time of, you know, Father, of all the things that you asked me to do, mm-hmm. interesting enough, uh, more important to you is that I was willing to do it. Mm-hmm. I delighted to do it. I said, I would like that written to me. Right. That's what I would like written to me. Uh, and so what happens is that Therefore, it doesn't focus on, I have to, I have to, I have to, or look at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't I just follow God? Um, right. And I would like that written of me. And, I, and if all of us could, could really receive that, uh, that I delight in doing God's will. And of course, uh, the question becomes, are you experiencing the fantastic life of God? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, well, I kind of want to do God's will, and I'm trying to do God's will, but I'm not experiencing the life of God. He says, well, then you need to spend more time with me to right. understand what it means to follow me because I will deliver to you this fantastic life. And if if you think that you're still diff- in a place of difficulty and not experiencing peace and joy and, and the life of God, mm-hmm. he said something's not right. Right. That you got to go to me deeper and ask me, ask me, okay, what do I need to do now? Uh, to understand this so I don't wind up accepting mediocrity mm-hmm. or accepting the average or the worse just because it looks like I guess that's it uh, as mm-hmm. opposed to wait a second I want to delight in your will which means you are going to be delightful for me mm-hmm. and even what you're talking about there too I think about um, how sometimes we will try to do things on our own power yes rather than on the power of the Holy Spirit. And so part of that delighting is actually the freedom that comes in when we ask him and we hear his will and then we step into it and allow him to power us to complete his will. Um, then the burden of it is light. Right. And and so all of that goes hand in hand and that's where the joy flows through and we really get to just enjoy the abundance of even some of the most difficult things that he may step us through. That's right. That's right. You know, because he powers us to do it. Right. So as we've discussed this, um, uh, it really is about uh, surrender. Uh, we have to go through Gethsemane. 
um, if we are going to follow his will, see, it's not asking God, I've got a will, bless my will. Mm-hmm. Uh, or block me if, I, if I'm not doing the right thing. Uh, or I've got it from here. Um, I kind of understand, you know, this grand thing. Um, uh, I've got it from here. I have a, a couple of people I've discipled that uh, were given instruction about their business. You know, I want you to, I want you to change jobs and go do something else, um, which they did. Um, mm-hmm. And then after they changed, they basically, and they, they recognized this later, I got it from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm now going to go execute what I think is the right thing to do. Right. And they stopped surrendering their will. And by mm-hmm. the way, they made a lot of mistakes uh, and got in a lot of trouble. Um, and they were struggling with it. And interesting enough, their first uh, thought was they're, they're blaming God. Mm-hmm. How come? You called me to do this. I did it. And now it's all turning out awful. Uh, mm-hmm. And he said, and, God said, and as they had to understand it, they, they said, they finally came to the conclusion, um, I didn't deny self every day. I did it once, mm-hmm. but I didn't do it every day. And I wind up doing my own decisions, which I thought were pretty good. I get myself in trouble. And I know I blame God, but now that I understand it, I'm willing to do, I'm willing to start over. And God mm-hmm. says, welcome back, let's go. I'll fix everything that you've just done. See, that's the beauty of what God promises is you can, you can delight to do my will because I'm gonna make your life delightful. Now, right. by the way, does that mean absent of trouble? No. No. He said, in the world, you're gonna have trouble. So, but you're gonna walk into a delight because when you get in trouble, when you have adversity, when you have difficult things, you begin to realize, well, I'll just go to God. Mm-hmm. I'll seek his will and he'll get me through this and he'll overcome it. Um, and I can count on that. And that's delightful even at the beginning of that. Well, why? Well, right. because it's, it's going to happen. I trust that it's going to happen. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I love I love all of what you're describing and just the beauty of surrender as much as I think that is against our normal natural human nature for sure yeah. the the example that Jesus set in that beautiful surrender and then what he calls and invites us into to surrender um, is if we can get our head around that and and just begin to trust him with that it's such a beautiful place of freedom and joy and abundant life yeah and, and remember he makes that statement um, you know, there's times where you don't have the things of God in mind, mm-hmm. but the things of self or man. Right. Like you said when when you've done that, you've drifted back into following Satan. So uh, let me remind you: if you have a heart to follow me, mm-hmm. deny self, take up the cross, and follow me into the beauty of it, so that it can be written of you that you delight to do God's will. Uh, which, yes. by the way, uh, as we get into this deeper, um, by definition, if I delight to do God's will, mm-hmm. what must God do? Tell me his will. He's got tell me to, what to he's do. He's got to tell me his will so that <laughs> right. it's, even, even you guessing at it is an act, <laughs> is an act of self. Mm. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. It's like, well, you don't have to guess. I'll tell you, uh, we've talked about the vaccine. Uh, I've had a few calls uh, of people who say, okay, uh, I, I understood. Mm-hmm. I got to go to God and I got to get this resolved. 
Right. Um, okay. Uh, they're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as they talk about it, they drift back into logic. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, if I do this, then, uh, or if I don't do this, then, um, and what about, what about, what about, you know? And I say, wait a second, um, you got to believe that God will get you this answer, particularly people that might be having some deadlines about things that they need mm-hmm. to, to make a decision about. Right. Uh, I said, God knows that. God will get you that answer. Go back to a purity of just listening, processing. What is it that you're hearing? What are you understanding? Mm-hmm. Uh, deny self, take up the cross, and follow him. He'll get you that answer. Don't bring your mm-hmm. logic into it because you're going to think then of man and not of not of uh, what right. God has to say. Uh, so keep looking at it in a very pure, beautiful way and get settled. I will get an answer and it's his yeah. job to get that clarity to me and we're going to process that further uh, as we as we continue. So uh, we just really wanted to make the point of surrender, how critical that is, mm-hmm. that then puts you in a position to begin to receive, which is what we're going to move into uh, next. So we'll look, we'll look forward to doing that. So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, this is good stuff. Thanks for sharing all of yeah. this. So uh, if you have any questions, um, which uh, we've gotten some already that we'll start answering, um, is um, uh, send, put it on the YouTube comment section or uh, email us at questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. We'll pick them up and we'll either respond personally to you and or uh, be able to respond on the podcast of some really critical questions that you have. And so we, we really enjoy it. And so we'd be happy to have you send them in. So Kathy, Absolutely. hope you have a good uh, evening. And Thank you, you too. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And continue. Uh, we love watching the numbers. The The podcast is blowing up lately. Yeah. And, um, and so you guys are definitely sharing this with other people. We appreciate that. I'm excited to see what God has for each of us on this journey. I am learning right alongside all of you guys. So thanks again for joining us. Have a great day, Rich. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.